let's ham it up. Like, yeah, we're yeah, really sure. like, hey, you ready? Yeah, that'll make it less like an ad read. Go ahead. Yeah. Mike, can we talk about lawn care for a minute? You know what? Yeah, let's let's talk about lawn care. We live in Medfield, do we not? We do. Well, curbside appeal is pretty important, wouldn't you say? I would say that's fair. Yeah, well, let me tell you about my friend Mario. Mario's landscaping. I've seen his well-equipped trucks driving cautiously about town. Yeah, well, let me tell you this. Not only do their trucks obey the rules of the road, but they provide superior lawn care service as well. The whole lawn? Not just the whole lawn, but that continuous piece of real estate between you and your neighbor that no one wants to claim responsibility for. Well, that seems like it's worth it already, Rick. Well, Mario and his guys will make sure there are no more awkward stares between you when you're both out pretending you act like you know what you're doing. That was redundant, but that seems like a good move to me, Rick. I didn't write the script, but anyway, call Mike. I mean, no. I didn't write the script, but call Mario anyway at... 508-359-8016. All right, and we have another ad. This one is from the first Small Town Scuttlebutt sponsor, and that is uh, Park Street Books. And we have Jim James. uh, We'll get into the interview, but Jim says he wants to read his own ad. Is that acceptable here? uh, We have no rules, so go right for it. Okay. Hi, I'm Jim James from Park Street Books. I was going to put my $2 million ad budget into a 30-second Super Bowl ad, but Rick Fink explained to me that I could get two 30-second ads on Small Town Scuttlebutt for the same $2 million. Twice the ad for the same $2 million. Sign me up. Read more books. Listen to more Scuttlebutt. Can I say Scuttle? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Scuttle. And scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. All right. <laughs> Good. Thank you. And while we just segue, that's... That's our advertising, folks. If you'd like to advertise or invest in us or just give us your money, uh, you can certainly do that and just message us uh, on on the Facebook there. We can coordinate, talk about even producing an ad, or you can come in and read your ad like Jim did, uninvited, but go ahead. We are, we're truthfully, folks, only charging $1. That is such a deal. That's unheard of. <laughs> it is unheard of. Wow. So you want to get one mention per show. That's $12 for season one and you get covered now the problem is mario gave me a 20 dollar bill oh that is a problem i didn't have change we don't have 20 episodes no. you owe, you owe mario some money well here's the deal i ran the numbers uh-huh. okay he paid for eight extra ads yeah who who did rick mario, mario. we both just said it that's yeah. two right there well mario of mario's lawn care who Three. you could always get in touch with them at uh 508-359-8016. Who do I ask for when I get him on the line? You'll want to ask for Mario. 20 bucks, that's a lot of green. That is. You know what else is green? The lawns that Mario takes care of. Yeah. Nailed it. Small town scuttlebutt is the show where we find out what the people have to say. Traffic lights that our time wrong makes my 109 way long. CVS receipts are wasteful. Facebook posts that are not tasteful. Small-town scuttlebutt. That is Rick. He's a daddy. Wrote those posts that drove you mad. I am Mike. I work with kids. I do the things you wish you did. Rick, the stand-up stays at home. Mike, you're a nerd. You live alone. We'll both tell you how to live. So much advice we have to give. We made this podcast just for you. Here is Rick Fink Jr. and Mike Page. Hey everybody, this is another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. I'm your host, Rick Fink Jr. And across from me, in the table down here in the basement, is my buddy, Mike Page. How's it going, Mike? 
Hey, great, Rick. How about you? Good. Hey, that was a better uh, intro than that first one you did. Yeah, I just wanted to try to say something other than, hey, guys. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Also, I couldn't help but notice we also have someone else in here in the studio with us. I know. This is nuts. To my right is Jim James, owner of Park Street Bucks. Jim, how you doing, bud? I am doing really well. I am so happy to be here. I, I feel like I'm in Abbey Road with, uh, with John and Paul, and I'm, maybe I'm Ringo or something. You know, uh, hi lads, nice to be here. Yeah, you're more like yeah. Pete Best. Mike, let's talk a little bit about um, reviews from our first three episodes. Have yeah. you heard anything? I am shocked, Rick, because people actually listened to this. Here we go. And, no, and the first three episodes, nothing happened. So if you listen to the first three, we apologize. <laughs> um, but moving forward, I mean, we have, there's there's other people in the room with us today. So this is actually becoming something now. Yeah, we're going to report some news. And we're going to learn, learn a little bit more about Jim James, who, the owner of Park Street Books, is, is a fixture in almost everyone's life. Everyone's crossed paths with Jim, I'm sure. Um, but before we do that, uh, we have a listener emailed or messaged me on Facebook. This guy was so down with what we're doing here, and he wanted to write a song, a parody, about Medfield. So... He came in, and um, we're going to let him do it. So he doesn't want us to identify him. I will tell you, he's one of my buddies. I want to play this for you right now. It's from Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, and I don't think they left one detail out about Medfield. Okay. Well, I'm dying to hear it. Well, if he'd shut up, I'd play it. Jim James sledding his snow dish Lost children, bad singing, holiday scroll Hospitals share your vision Zoning changes, big decisions All in favor, not in favor Really close fun. Dogs without leashes on Dunkin' Donuts, friendly's gone Macchiato, Stepford, wife Urban servant, tend to like Spoiled kids, wife, jeep Way too fast on South Street Zebras, Bistro, Lord's Apartment Gin and Tyrant, goodbye Super pissed again, kids not social distancing, grandma stays at risk place, guess she'll have to rest in peace, town hall phone line, sometimes really hard to find, dumb stickers are for sale, kindly wave to cost detail, Clark Tavern, LCB, Facebook pages, NIMBY, SUVs look all the same, swinger parties, locker lane, half day kids in town, hydrants plucked in, waters brown, Tresca trucks are idling, AstroTurf resurfacing. Gazebo concert memo Snowflakes trigger teeth Classroom peanut allergies Spandex men on bicycles Soccer and then popsicles Dad 
yoga pants, iced coffee cup, rail thin, vagrant, egg your town vacation, dead zone areas, lose your cell phone carrier, old folks use things, swap treasure bickering, fuels cleaners, lollipops, Mr. Perez, Quanty Chop, Mandarin in second grade, what else do I have to say? Overflowing trash bin, power's out, it's on again. Dog shit, lost cat, loud noises, what was that? Larkin, liquor, Smithfield, want traffic lights on 109. Needles down in Hinkley sand, on an even water fan. Safety building, cost rent high, tax increase by override. Dale Street, mounting dead, fat center, parks and recs. ALS, EMT, safe harbor, 40B. Beckfield seniors can't afford to live in a town anymore. Oh my god, that was <laughs> I'm telling you, that was a great song. That's that was pretty a good. good. Song. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. Jim, you, you came up, you were the third and fourth word in that song. I know. I was the first thing that came in my head is why wasn't I the first word? But yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but still, third and fourth is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been that song pretty much captures everything in Medfield that's worth talking about or not talking about, but it gets talked about anyway. Good. I like the Mr. Perez uh karate chop. Yep. yep. That's good. I liked it all. All yep. right. I haven't been the recipient of one of those. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Oh, I just, what brought I, that on? Yeah, I, I just looked at him the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> he's, he's the nicest guy ever. Hey, also we have with us Megan Kelleher, Megan. our news girl. She's late. Can we call her a news anchor? News girl sounds very... Yeah, I like news anchor. Yeah, I mean, better. this is 2020, Rick. All right. News anchor. Megan, how are you? Good. How are you guys? I don't know. This is a very discombobulated show open, but um, glad you could make it. You're at your grandfather's. It was my grandfather's birthday. 85th birthday today. That's terrific. So that's a nice That's milestone. where I'm coming from. Apologies for being late. Okay. That, no problem. You're good. Okay. I'm going to send the mic over to my buddy, Mike. Yeah. I didn't even know you were coming, so I thought you were early, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to find out what's the scuttlebutt with Megan Kelleher. This is the Scuttlebutt News. Mm-hmm. I'm Megan Kelleher. A resident in Walpole reached out to neighbors on social media this week concerning two peacocks in a park. The resident expressed surprise, writing, It's the craziest thing I've seen on my walk in a long time. Do you know who owns them? You, you know the owner of the peacocks, so you have access to them. They were not, uh, we reached out to them. Their, uh, their number was disconnected. I reached out to my friend, Kathy, who lives in Walpole, and I pointed out to her that Walpole's Facebook page is far more entertaining than Medfield's. And she said, oh my God, I know who owns those peacocks. And she sent me a screenshot of her conversation with her other friend, Kathy, who owns multiple peacocks. Wow. And they don't like to keep them in a cage, so they wander off all the time. Go on, Megan. Well, a short time later, another concerned resident also reported on social media asking if anyone is missing not two, but three peacocks. They're multiplying. Yeah, Kathy Uh owns a lot of peacocks, apparently. What do you do with them? What do you do with a peacock? Why are you asking me? I I mean, do you you take them for walks? Obviously, they don't want to be your pet. They keep walking off. Yeah, they walk themselves. That's the beauty of it. 
While the authorities confirmed the original two peacocks were joined by a third peacock before being captured and safely returned to their rightful owner. That's good. Okay, Megan, keep going. What else do we have here? All right, well, like not to be outdone, but Medfield had a bit of a problem <laughs> with the great. missing bird as a green cheek conure flew away. Oh, boy, not those things. But no worries. The bird was found by its owner the next day after spending the night under a neighbor's tree. Well, Thank goodness. That's romantic. A lot of birds. This news is for the birds. What else do you have? Anything interesting? Well, we close today with a story about a cute idea that was presented to the town Facebook page earlier this week. One resident suggested changing the Medfield High School mascot from the Warriors to... She claims a mink can be cute or quite intimidating. And with that, <laughs> that's the scuttlebutt. Yeah, I told Megan to have a nice um, out cue, and that's what she came up with. That's the scuttlebutt. That's Sorry, the scuttlebutt. Let me, let me I like pull, it. Let me pull out my list. Yeah, I think the only the only good one is I'm Megan, and that's the scuttlebutt. That's good. I dig <laughs> it. But if, all right, so Megan, if you were going to pick the mascot. What would you want? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but what would you want the mascot to be? Oh, let's get a little originality in here and potentially let's get like the Medfield pigs. I don't know, flying pigs. The flying pigs? Yeah. Pigs are my favorite animal, so. And that's the scuttlebutt. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And with that, Megan, thank you for coming in. You have to go because you're off to Nantucket tomorrow. Correct. I am off to Nantucket tomorrow morning. Well, must be nice. Have fun in Nantucket. Enjoy yourself. Listen to the scuttlebutt. Tell everyone out there on the island. I don't know if they're going to get reception out there. I know. It's an island. You'll get this. Later. See Thanks later. for stopping by, Megan. Yeah. Thanks for the scuttlebutt. No, it, it was terrible, but that's... We'll work on it. We're... Okay, so school is finally over. I think this is a day we've been waiting for since, by the way, March 12th, which was the last day kids were in school. Hmm. I know that because that was my son's birthday, his sixth birthday. Oh. And uh, here we are in June finally over and um thanks to the teachers and all the parents and everybody who uh in the town who just sort of helped out i don't know it's kind of a little bit of a takes a village you know just in my own neighborhood we sort of took care of each other's kids and passed each other's kids around and did sort of distance learning activities it was sure did you end up with your own kids at the end? I did, yeah. unfortunately. That's important. But, yeah. But the funniest thing was getting the email saying, come to Memorial School and pick up your kids' stuff. And I go pick up my kids' stuff, waiting on the curb in a trash bag. Not kidding. It was the funniest, most appropriate way. And I'm not making fun of the school at all. I laughed and I said, this is awesome. This is exactly what this school year needed to end like. Yeah. My son stuffed in a trash bag on the curb. Come get it. You have till 10. Were there some old lunches in there, things like that? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, it's funny, though, because they, have, they also have, um, we don't know whose this stuff is. So it's just a big pile of clothes. or Well, that was at Wheelock, I know. Lost and Found, some, they call it, Rick. Lost and Found. And James, owner of Park Street Books. Jim, it's so good to have you in here. It's, um, I've... For a long time, as long as I've wanted to do the podcast, I've always wanted to have you as a guest on the show. Um, over the years, I've lived here, what, eight or nine years. Um, we've become good buddies. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, 
There's a lot for us to talk about. We've had a lot of laughs. So I want yeah. if for people who don't know Jim, um, very charismatic person, helps out the community, gives money to uh, the food bank. I know is your number one charity. Love that. Yeah. Yep. And he's always willing to help somebody out. So Jim, thanks for being here today. Oh, thanks for having. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah. yeah. So you do a ton of like things to help out the community and kind of charitable stuff. Do you have a Do you have a time where you've helped out the the broader community that was like a, a favorite thing that stands out as like wow I made a difference there um, I wouldn't say a, a certain thing um, it, it's really this uh, was it last weekend there was this group of boys who approached me and they wanted to do a, um, a bake sale for the food cupboard mm-hmm. and, um, and they raised five hundred dollars and it, it was just pretty amazing they did all the baking and the, it was incredible baked goods and um, and just the joy and the happiness that these kids put this all together. And their, their, their moms told me they, they did this. This is all them. And um, things like that just make you, it just, um, it just makes it all worth it. Yeah, yeah. it's a great thing. Yeah. That's great. Jim, let's, talk, let's, let's start, um, let's back up a little bit. Where, where did Jim James grow up? And uh, what were his, his interests and influences growing up as a kid? Oh yeah, so um, I was born in Liverpool, England, um, and I moved a lot. Um, went to four different high schools. Mm-hmm. Um, Army kid. My mom's from Liverpool. Um, just moved. You know, I lived in Germany, Japan, El Paso twice, uh, dos tiempos. Mm-hmm. Um, Bayonne, New Jersey, Waynesville, Missouri, uh, Baltimore, um, Topeka, Kansas, all, all over the place. Yeah, and uh, just talking with you, I know that you sort of settled or had some formative years in the Midwest. Um, yeah, I went uh, there for college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the army. Um, I joined when I was seventeen years old. I joined the um, the army and went to basic training between my junior and senior year of high school. Wow. So then I went to my senior year of high school, and uh, it, high school was easy after going to basic training. <laughs> like, I bet B class. Nah, I got this. Um, but yeah, then I went. Um, then basically, I went to college and went through ROTC mm-hmm. in in Missouri. I was in the military in Missouri. Wow. So that's um, so kind of. And then I met my wife there and. Um, yeah, it, it all came from that. Okay, I had no idea you have a military background. Yeah. So you are a lean, mean, fighting machine. I was. You were. I was a lean, mean machine. I wasn't a good fighter. What was the yeah. greatest takeaway from the military, do you think? Um, the, um, it's amazing. The people in the military, there's a lot. It's a, it's a team. And um, the people, there's a lot of compassion in the military. There's, um, I think there's also... A, it seems like if you, I'm not a good leader, but the people who are can rise to the top no matter what your background is. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Um, it it just, it's a very democratic in a way. And the people in it are, um, a lot of times they'll do it for um, really um, reasons that are bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was great for me because it helped me to pay for college. I yeah. didn't have much, so that was that was one way to help me to do that. Okay. Um, and I learned a lot of self-discipline, and I learned that I'm not a good leader. <laughs> okay. In fact, even at the store, um, I led a lot of the, like, we have this um, Lily Bannister who works at the store, for example. Um, mm-hmm. She's a great leader. So when she's there, she's in charge, not me. <laughs> um, is she the woman with the British accent? That's Karen. Okay. Yeah, she's also a great leader. Almost everybody there is a leader. But Except the actual even the kids, <laughs> even the high school kids that you hire. Yeah, we yeah. um yeah we usually hire them at fourteen um and then so they can be there four years and their kids like in fourth grade we we'll, we'll tell them you know would you 
you know, when you're 14, come in and apply. Oh. Um, so, um, so you're scouting these kids earlier. We're scouting, yeah. yeah. Well, they buy a lot of books. They've, they've earned the right yeah. for an interview. Yeah. You know who the kids who are, who are good readers and also good with people. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And, um, and we've been very lucky through the years. We've had some great employees. And, um, so just to double back for a minute, I would argue that you're an excellent leader if you're willing to delegate and trust other people to, to be doing the leadership because it, <clears throat> most, most people in power won't, won't put themselves at a at, in the, the passenger seat. Yeah, thanks for saying that. Although, um, it really, I I don't do well. It, like a, a Saturday at the store can be chaotic, um, and I don't do well in chaos. So, but there are people who do. This they see a clear path and how to yeah. do things. And there's a lot of moving parts at the store. Um, well, one thing I've realized is like one of these chaotic times where it's shoulder to shoulder, and you're just walking around smiling and making everyone feel comfortable and invited and everything's running smoothly so if that's chaos to you it's comfortable and fun to us sometimes jim we don't even need a book we just want to go into the store and obviously we're going to walk out with something and i'm not one to spoil my kids but when you walk into your store there's really nothing that you're spoiling your kid with that's not going to enrich them in some capacity oh no i gave my kid an extra book you know on from the after school program side of things like that's been our ongoing joke for years is whatever park street books is selling that's the fad toy of the moment like you you have your finger on the pulse of what is going to sell and it's like when it used to be the spoonie racers with the with the bean things those were huge the boston baked beans those were huge for like several months and it was because park street books had them and then it was the uh, silly bands, and then it was um, Japanese erasers. Yeah, yeah, things like that. And I mean, it's yeah. like fidget spinners. Yeah, put you yeah. on the news. Yeah, but fidget, I mean, yeah. you're always like on the. You're you're always a step ahead, and and it's like riding riding the crest of the wave or whatever. Yeah, the way uh, really we just um, we take our cue from um, from customers. Uh, once enough people ask for something, we usually try to stock it. Um, you know, things recently, um, there's this big water blaster we just brought in because the people were asking for it. So that's that's how we do it. Um, yeah, because if I, because we bring in clunkers too. <laughs> but um, but yeah. I don't um, see those at the episode. Okay, well, well, they well let's sell. talk about the Rick clunkers. Rick buys those. Yeah. yeah. No, let's hear about the clunkers. What's what are, the biggest fail? Yeah. Like oh, where you point. said, oh, this is going to be huge. And yeah. It, and it the, flopped. Crayola makes this really cool stuff called Morphix. It's like this great putty um sort of like model magic but even better it's great to yeah. put your hands in and everything mm-hmm. and so once the sales rep showed me this i thought yeah we're gonna buy like five cases of this mm-hmm. and so that's like probably 200 of them and i think we've sold two in like five years and it's called morphix morphix it's awesome I ladies and gentlemen park street books this saturday <laughs> rush on morphix <laughs> it's uh, it's great stuff but yeah but it's not a seller yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so that happens. Yeah. The books that, that you sell are, I mean, these. if, if there's a popular children's book, you're going to carry it. Um, and I don't want to hurt your business at all, Jim, but you've got some books that I would consider clunkers myself. And <laughs> if, um, if we're just being open and honest, I would motion to maybe remove them from your shelves. They're that bad. Uh, these are the adult books you're speaking of? No, not yeah. the adult. Okay. Yeah, the adult okay. books. Of st- <laughs> okay. No, Stay um, away from the pop-up. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, the first book that I have a problem with is The Rainbow Fish. Mm. I yeah. think that is socialist propaganda, and it <laughs> only hurts our children. Mike has his own opinion. I'll let him 
give his take on that. But here is a story about somebody who has accrued something, has just, it's theirs. It's their property, right? Even more shiny. so, it's part of their body. Yeah. It's, it's them. Shiny scales. Yeah. But yeah. here's some shiny scales. Basically told, you have to give everybody one of those, and we will all have just one, and we'll all be really, really happy. That yeah. is not a fun story. I hate that story. I threw the book away. Yeah, the part that bothers me even more than that is um, there's a, um, the little fish who bullies the rainbow fish and tells all the other fish not to swim with that fish because yeah. it's not sharing its scales. Because it, that fish is unique. Yeah, the fish yeah. is unique, and then also that fish shouldn't be um, shunned for making that decision. Right. Um, so it, we tell children not to shun other children or not to... Um, not to tell other children to exclude them. And then here's this little fish doing it. Yeah. And we're applauding him. And I don't think he should be applauded. No, no. I want to kick that and fish's that, ass. That book really. took off, too, when it was first released. My <laughs> thing is, I feel like whoever wrote it was like, I'm going to redo The Giving Tree, but oh, make it... Another bad book. Give it a positive message where it's not somebody just giving everything they have to this other thing. And then being used, but then it. So the idea was there. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna redo the Giving Tree and make it better. But then the execution of it is exactly the same as the Giving Tree, where the where the end message is, yeah, you just gave away everything that made you special and unique, and it's for the benefit of everybody else, and you got nothing out of it. Yeah, that book. That book should be instead of calling it the Giving Tree. Why don't they just call it the Taking Kid? <laughs> yeah. Selfish little piece of crap. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, you can you can have a conversation with children about the book. Mm-hmm. You know what what do you think about this, and um, and that gives it more power. Yeah. Um, you know so. what would give it more power is if it was written as a good book, where the <laughs> yeah. message was in the book yeah. rather than people having to dice notice. Oh, this message isn't quite right, and then dissect that and then correct it for the kids. It would be better if the author just wrote a good book. That's my take, though. It's missing a character. It's missing the person that steps in. Yeah. Yeah. Just the helper. It's mm-hmm. missing the helper. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, I have another book I'd like to talk about. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I Descent. I've seen it on your bookshelves, and I've looked for it. I haven't seen it anymore. Is it just not selling? Or Oh, it sells. Yeah. Um, just um, We just don't have it at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Another book with a bad message. What's your problem with that one, Rick? Okay, well, I know that um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is kind of like the pop icon and all that stuff. And, you know, that's terrific. She's a great person doing a lot of great things. But not quite sure the message is what I want my daughter to be taking on right now. She's eight the other day. I was walking down the hall. Her room was a mess. I said, uh, this room is a mess. Why don't you clean it up? You know what she says to me? I just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. That, I think that's great, Rick. You're... you're- Teaching, uh, you're teaching your daughter to stand up when she disagrees with something. Yeah, well, this isn't good. I mean, what's wh- where's this gonna? Wh- what's gonna happen now? She's gonna start hanging out with other girls with divergent viewpoints. I mean, did she back up her argument of why she shouldn't have to clean her room? I would say if she could back it up, good for her. Yeah. Now, Jim, is it true that you sell only books at your reading level? <laughs> um, in a way, I don't read grown-up books. I haven't read one in many years. Now, what, what what's going on there? Um, it, between the, all of us who work there, you know, Catherine, Jill, Karen, all the grown-ups, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the kids, most of the kids, um, we try to read almost everything. 
Um, I'm not a big fantasy reader. I, I, I love Rick Riordan and you know and Harry Potter and things like that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like realistic fiction, historical fiction. Yeah. So we all, pretty much between us, we we read almost every book. Hold, you can uh, hold the microphone. Yeah, yeah we read we read most of the books, um, and that way we can kind of know when someone comes in and, and a child, um, oh, my child likes um, Pax, mm-hmm. uh, which is an incredible book, by the way. And then we can say, oh, they might like this also. Yeah, okay. Uh, and that's a big part of what we do. Our, our slogan is, don't let an algorithm tell you what to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people will go on The Evil Empire and they'll they'll look at, if you like this, you'll like this. Um, that's They don't know your child. Yeah. Um, when a child comes in and we know them and we know what they like to read, we can pick something make that, far better recommendations yeah and that's sure. that's pretty much our job is to make sure the right books gets into the right children's hands and, mm-hmm. and I do love the quote that there's no such thing as a child who doesn't like to read there's a just a child who hasn't found the right book yet yeah so we're, our job is to find them that right book and it feels so good it, it's like that's the joy well I think yeah. everyone yeah goes to see you because of that so it's really cool yeah if you're <laughs> listening to the show um, Park Street Books is on ironically Main Street um, because they moved from Park Street, which is right around the corner. And what's your phone number, Jim? I had to think about it. Mm-hmm. 508-242-3083. There you go. And um, your hours? Um, we're open um, 9 to 6 every day. But I'm usually there early and usually there late. So if someone comes up, our, our hours are um, you know, kind of uh, you know, a, a little bit wonky. Um, I'll be, if I'm there at 7, someone comes in. You get a book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you want a book? You get a book. Awesome. You get a book. You get a book. Yeah. Jim, if I wanted to follow you on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, are you guys on social media? or? We are. Um, we're not masters of social media, but we're on there. Um, it's um, Park Street Books and Toys um, on Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. We don't even have a tweet or a Twitter or whatever. Yeah. We don't yeah whatever that is. You're not yeah. missing out there. <laughs> All right, Jim. Well, thanks for coming into the studio. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you stopping by. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I, I can't say how – this is amazing. I, this is where the magic happens. That's right. Yeah, well, and great. it only cost you a dollar. So yeah. I know. For only a dollar, you got, I think, plenty Royal of treatment. time. I would have yeah. paid $2 for this. Yeah. 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 Well, That's wait least. till season two. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Um, that really is an open invitation. In fact, I'm going to give you a key to my house. Okay, so here you go, Jim. Take that and um, – Feel free to drop in any wow. show, anytime, okay? Um, you know where to find us. It's okay if I cry. Rick, can, <laughs> I, can I get a copy of the key as well? N- no. Point? Okay. Not yet. Jim, if you're going to uh, like the hardware store at all this weekend, if you want to make a copy of that, that'd be great. I'm going to make like 20 copies. Yeah, <laughs> give, so give some to your friends. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Small Town Scuttle. But next week... Mike and I are going to take a uh, more serious approach to the show when we invite Mr. Otis Key, uh, former Harlem Globetrotter, onto the show. Uh, Otis is a a friend of mine who I met about 18 years ago, and we still keep in touch, and he's got some amazing stories that I think we all can learn from, and it would be nice to hear from this guy. He's been around the world twice. He's a celebrity. And he still had to deal with racism. Um, he also has some really good stories. It'll be, uh, I think, a, a good eye-opener for everybody here in Medfield. So we just want to do something to add to the conversation that's been going on and uh, sort of build off of the, the rally that, that was hosted here a week ago. 
Yep. Looking forward to it, Rick. Mike, do your job. Get us out of here. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. We'll be back next week with Otis, Mr. OK Key from the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, for Rick Fink Jr. and Jim James, I'm Mike Page signing off. Later. That was another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, the only podcast that reacts to the overreaction of other people reacting to small town problems. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. Small Town Scuttlebutt is released every Thursday. Rick Fink Jr. and Mike Page are mismanaged by the Bravo Talent Group. Send your comments, questions, and grievances to these guys through Leanne Bravo. Email her at bravo1 at smalltownscuttlebutt.com and she'll probably get back to you eventually. Check them out on Facebook too. And thanks for listening. And folks, uh, this is Jim at Park Street Books again. Um, if you stop by the store this weekend, you can get a copy of Rick Fink's Key for only two bucks. And it keeps his refrigerator stocked, okay? All right. That's it. Just between us. Bye.